It's now time for the Rural News with Susan Murray Tinaki. Susan, Combeta's posted a record year for sales. Good afternoon, Charlotte. Honey producers are buzzing with Convita's revenue increasing by $25 million. But despite that, the honey exporting company's net profit was down due to investing in more technology. Convita Chief Executive David Banfield says the majority of its sales are in China, where it has captured about 60% of the honey market. Back here, he says Cyclone Gabriel wiped out their processing plant in Hawke's Bay, but they were financially prepared for such an event. In our case, back in 2020, we changed our model, our our harvest model, the way we collect honey, to, to try and protect ourselves in the event of bad weather years. So our plan was that in bad weather years, we'd give zero contribution to our group profits from the harvest and in good weather years we deliver up to uh, $3 million. So we were pleased that overall last year, most importantly, all our team were safe, but that we delivered um, a break-even position in our harvest as well. David Banfield says Convita has also become B Corp certified, which comes from meeting internationally verified standards across its business. Retailers globally are asking brands to verify their performance on a number of initiatives, so environmental, social and governance. B Corp's a certification that um, they come in and they audit all of those elements. So it's a group of businesses, purpose-led businesses worldwide, who say they operate in the interest of all stakeholders and they verify the claims that you make. So we're we're delighted to become part of the B Corp community. David Banfield says its New Zealand bees are now thriving and it's involved in a clinical trial with Otago University to learn more about the effects of manuka honey on digestive health. It could be at least a year before a case against a Waikato piggery, which has allegedly repeatedly discharged effluent into a stream, gets to court. Recently, the Waikato Regional Council released confronting footage of waste overflowing into a waterway and locals reported the stench four kilometres away. Compliance manager Patrick Lynch says while there have been some improvements, the council has commenced a prosecution under the RMA. An average court case can take about a year. We do have uh, one case which is now four and a half years old and still not resolved. And in that time they can keep operating? Yes, I suppose that does show that there are some limitations under the RMA. I mean, we completely understand that the community would sort of think, well, why can't you just shut them down? We don't, the RMA actually doesn't allow for that. It's ultimately a conscious decision by the people involved to become compliant. They, They have to do that themselves. We're just trying to use the various tools available to us to sort of coerce that decision. Patrick Lynch says the effluent discharge has been happening over a long period and in large volumes, making it one of their more serious cases. He says if a prosecution is successful, it could result in criminal conviction, but it will more likely be a fine of up to six figures. The Regional Council anticipates dealing with the piggery for years to come. Vegetables New Zealand believes the government should have a Minister of Horticulture in its cabinet. Its chair says the importance of healthy and affordable vegetables needs to be recognised in the domestic market. John Murphy says the government's current policy for growing vegetables is not good enough. We need to make sure that we're not preoccupied with too many regulations that don't result in meaningful improvements for the country. We also need to know that 
that the market um, wants our product. So we need to be able to get our product to New Zealand consumers, so people who want to eat vegetables. That's really the key thing for us. If we have certainty that we can concentrate on what we're good at and that people want what we have, then we can invest in our own businesses and make sure that there's good supplies of New Zealand vegetables for people every day. Mr Murphy says Vegetables New Zealand represents 700 growers, excluding potatoes, some pumpkins and onions, and they need a stronger voice in government. We think there needs to be a real focus on horticultural production um, because of its importance to New Zealand and first and foremost because New Zealanders need to eat um, and the more Kiwis we can get into eating good healthy food, um, the better off the country will be in the long term. We also do provide food for the region as well, um, as well as shipping some products to the world. It's a fundamentally important industry to New Zealand and so we think that at a government level we need the focus that a minister would bring. John Murphy says regulators need to support growers by allowing them to employ more people under the RSE scheme and access to a water supply when needed. Persistent hunger for the humble potato should see promising growth for New Zealand's $1.1 billion spuds business. Growers are meeting at Christchurch's Tapai today, discussing how to future-proof the industry. Last year, the area of potatoes planted dropped by 20%. Potatoes NZ Chief Executive Kate Truffitt says imported, processed and frozen potato products flooded the market during the COVID-19 pandemic, but those days are over. I think due to the fact that you know McDonald's and KFC and all the rest were closed for a period of time, there was a bit of a change in the way that people operated and some new brands came through and the supermarkets have been putting those on shelf. There's always obviously the fresh option, which we love. We had a bit of a problem with imports uh, during that COVID time when there was a glut of potatoes, but we no longer have that. In fact, uh, we now have demand outstripping supply, so that's a good place for us to be. Kate Truffitt has been in the role for only three weeks, but is optimistic growers will drive whatever changes may be needed in the supply chain to meet growing demand. More than 84,000 tonnes of New Zealand potato products were exported to the tune of $118 million in 2022. Pastoral care is the key to being a good employer and running a successful business. That is the advice from the supreme winner of last night's Primary Industries Good Employer Awards, an event celebrating employers who put their people first. David Hare owns New Plymouth Company Tree Machine Services. They offer arborist work, environmental planning, planting and care and training, and its team has grown from four a decade ago to 15. Mr Hare says wraparound Pastoral care is vital. Teachings he and his wife learnt from their parents. Talk to your employees on on the same level as them, not to talk down to them. They see you uh, supporting them, helping them out in good and bad times. And if you can get that um, rapport with those those young men and women, you know they'll show the respect. We've got a training arm that um, engage with rangatai between uh, 16 and 24. Uh, two years after signing up. So if they signed up with our program today, two years from today, uh, that partial care service would be there to support our, uh, our rangatahi wherever they go. They might go into jobs. They might go to tree machine. They may just go back onto the street. But that uh, partial care is a key to these young fellas um, 
succeeding. David Hare says the five young people who started on his first training program in 2019 are still working for the business today. And specialty dairy company A2 Milk is reassuring milk suppliers that it will work its way through next year's expected slowdown in the Chinese market, which is the world's largest importer of infant formula. Chief Executive David Bortolusi says it will continue to support New Zealand dairy farmers who supply its special milk. We appreciate the, the challenges that they face as well. A lot of this is linked to demand for milk powder from China, which we're experiencing as well. And this is one of the reasons why, amongst other reasons, that the A2 Milk Company does pay its farmers a premium above the National Farm Gate milk price. We support our farmers in many ways. We assist them with the Farmer Grants Program, which we partner with Lincoln University here in New Zealand to support our farmers. We provide other grants um, when they're struggling from natural disasters and other events. So we value our farmer base here in New Zealand. We support them as much as we can, but the market challenges are affecting all players in the industry. David Bortolusi says it's developing its milk processing facility in Southland by installing a large boiler to supply 100% electrical energy later this year. And that's the Rural News for Tuesday.